Life Audio. Oh, darling, take heart and remember it's just a stage. Oh, darling, take heart and remember to turn the page. And we're back. Welcome to Unfiltered Parenting with Abby Johnson and Reagan Long, where we proudly deliver the real deal of parenting to y'all completely unfiltered. Howdy. We're so glad to be with y'all today, every week. We are. Abby, I wish I wish our listeners could see us right now, because wouldn't that just be... <laughs> they would be like these... Women do not have it together. We talk about like going to school in our robe. Well, I have the robe on. Abby has her like nightgown fancy. on. That's like fa- fancy. Being in a robe is like fancy right now. What I look for, what I look like right now. And, and just to give you all the real image, Abby and I both just took our our slept on hair and put them in messy buns in true yes. mom fashion. At the same time. At, At the same, same time. time. We were we were in sync. We were with our bun. Although Reagan, Reagan's messy man bun always beats mine. I can't even make. I couldn't even make my hair look like hers if I tried to. But it's, but it's like she has the ultimate messy bun. Messy bun. It looks like a fake messy bun because it's so messy. It's alarming. It's but real. It's real. It's the real deal, the real baby. Deal buns. <laughs> um, well, today is. The second day in a row that I door dashed McDonald's to myself, I could have done a five-minute drive to just go to McDonald's, but instead I door dashed it to myself because simply because I did not want to put pants on to go get McDonald's break. I mean, take that. But you helped a DoorDasher get a little extra. It's my life. Hey, I. You know what? I over. I overspent, and you know, I spent way too much on a sausage biscuit. And um, it's fine. It's fine. Oh, I gave a DoorDasher an extra four dollars that he did not have in his bank account. So there you go. See, you're contributing to society. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. It's really sad, like... Yeah, because Doug and I are like, okay, not spending any money. We're gonna like eat at home. We're gonna, which we're actually like we're pretty good about it. But like, it's like every time you make one of those commitments, it's like every right. then it's immediately I hate everything in my refrigerator. Right. right? Like as soon as I'm like, okay, we're gonna eat at home. We're not gonna eat out. We're gonna we love everything in our fridge. And all of a sudden, like I open up the fridge and I'm like. I hate everything in here. I hate all the food. Everything I own in here, I hate it. And the only thing that will satisfy me right now is McDonald's hamburger. Or like the only thing that will satisfy me right now. 
chicken nuggets from Wendy's. Like, I mean, it's like just so right. weird. Like, right. Stuff I and don't even usually eat. Like, I, I'm like, I want a sourdough jack from Jack in the Box. Like, I don't even eat those. Like, but it's, it's like all of a sudden, like, as soon as we make like a lockdown promise, like we're not yep. eating out, it's like all of a sudden I want all of the fast it's, food or like eating out food. It's because we want what we can't have. Mm-hmm. So it's like, babe, can we start tomorrow? Doug, can we start this yep. tomorrow? Wouldn't it be so tomorrow. much easier? I know we're really bad. We're really, really bad with fast food. And it's like, because of all the kids' sports, all the practices, all the games, I feel like we're constantly in the car shifting from one to the next. And then we're passing Chick-fil-A. Honestly, Abby, I think I'm going to try to get a job at Chick-fil-A just for a discount. It's like, can you hire me for like three hours a week? Just can to make I get our fail- own food. Right. <laughs> just... Please. That's how I feel about being a flight attendant. I'm like, listen. Oh, gosh. Just hire me to work the flights I fly. (laughs) And then, and that really, honestly, that's a solid part-time job. Because I fly so much. Yeah. I'm happy to work the flights that I fly. And that's Give you the little cart. You'll be up and down the aisles. I'm fine. And, And look. I will pack every single bag in that overhead. I will make sure there are no freaking backpacks in the overhead. When I see a person put a backpack in the overhead, I'm like, ah, nope. I'm like, no, sir. Right under, right under that seat in front of you, sir. Right. I'm like like the backpack police on the airplane. I am the, I am that person you hate on the airplane. One day you are going to see me in a viral video. Fighting with someone who tried I don't to put two that. bags, two bags in the overhead. And like, I, I will, I will say something. If you try to put that second bag in the overhead, oh I cannot God. stand it. Cause I, I hate when like you're trying to get on, you're running late, whatever, you know, your kid had to pee six times yeah. trying to get on a flight, you know, and you're one of the last people boarding because of whatever reason. And y- you're trying to put your bag up there and you can't because everybody has their little purses and you right. know 16 fanny packs and all their backpacks right. up there. Oh my gosh, it makes me mad. And I will I will pull a backpack down if I see it. I'm like, who does this? this belong to? Whose backpack is this? And see, I would just be sitting in my seat rocking, saying my rosary. Mm-hmm. I would just wouldn't even care. Wouldn't even care. Just let my thing you're in the like, aile. Just, you're like, Abby, just start the point. <sighs> Oh yeah, y'all need to know that about Reagan. She will not fly anywhere. No, so she's no. terrified of flying because she had one tiny little bad experience. No, see, Abby's diminishing <laughs> my experience. One teeny tiny little bad turbulence experience. Oh no, 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 no. We were we were about to go down. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh, no. no. So, anyways, anyone who follows us on. Um, our parenting page, the real deal of parenting. We spoke about this in early spring, but um, so again, Abby's in Texas. I'm in North Carolina. Abby and I both had an event in Chicago and I made her fly to me. And then I rented, we rented a car and we drove to Chicago. 13 hours we drove and it turned in, this was in April, yet we hit like this monsoon. It was, I, I've just never driven no anything lie. like it. Yeah, huh? no lie. It was like it the worst rain I think I've ever driven in before in my life. Like the winds were just, oh my gosh, in the, oh my glory. And then the, the monsoon turned into a snowstorm that Chicago was having. And Abby's just like trying to just be like, Reg, are you happy with your decision right now? Yeah, are you I'm happy? Not- with your decision. Yeah, and she's <laughs> clinging to the door. Okay. She's like Abby holding was on for dear life, like white knuckling, like the handles <sighs> and the door. And, and I'm like, really, this is better. Like 13 <sighs> hours of anxiety and pouring down rain and then snow. This is better than like a one hour flight into Chicago. 13 hours of 
hell, like in a right. snowstorm and a monsoon. <sighs> and then one, but the best part though is that Reagan is so anxious, like as we're driving up there because of the weather. Yeah. And then she looks at me at one point in time and goes, "Do you want me to drive?" I'm like. <laughs> No. Are you kidding no. me? No. And I'd rather a German shepherd drive right now than you. She was so nervous the whole time. I was well, like, I mean, no, in absolutely all fairness, not. We legit had like literally cars flying off the road. Like cars were literally going off the banks. Cars were wrecking. Oh, they were and everywhere. They were everywhere. And Abby is truly like as cool as a cucumber. Like if she had any bit of anxiety, it didn't show. She has her like left leg propped up on the dash. She's like going full speed. Like as if she's just like, she's just bouncing a Taylor Swift she has playing. I like sweating and praying and I'm like, oh Lord, just get us there. Safe. <laughs> I was fine. I was totally fine. I was just like, Reagan was so stressed. I was like, I mean, I was not stressed, but even if I was, I mean, I could not show it because Reagan was like having a full I'd be like, are you nervous now? Why are you nervous? I'm like, don't be nervous. You chose this. You made this decision for all of us. I know. Oh, glory. No, it was fine. And there's so many cool places that I go that I'm like, oh, it would be so fun if Reagan came, but she won't get on a plane. I mean, like, I you know, know, I go play, I go to places like Rome and like all these cool mm. places. And I mean, if we could take a boat, if we could no. just take a boat there, sail, sail they, to uh, Rome, sail to Rome. I'd rather take my chances sailing to Rome than fly. <laughs> no. You do not know what you're saying. Give me a little life raft on deck of the, on board the boat, and I'll I'll. Face the sharks. <laughs> no, you see, will not. And I so, will not go in the ocean. I will not go in the ocean again. So we're oh, see, yeah. we're at an impasse. I won't I won't go in the ocean again. You won't get on a plane. So we're Yeah. I got stung by a stingray like a few months ago. Like two months yeah. ago, I guess. And so um I haven't talked about that really uh, anywhere so um people would not know that but it's <laughs> my friends but i i got stuck by a group in uh, south carolina and was that south carolina hilton head south carolina yep yep so. and um yeah and i still to this day have like this gnarly puncture on the top of my foot i was like i i did a um i was in a movie i was in a movie shoot like a, f- a couple weeks ago and I had to do this scene like on this couch barefoot and they were like, um, okay, now make sure you cover up that weird thing on your foot with your other foot. I'm like, it's from a stingray. Cause it it's, looks it's so from bad. a traumatic event. Yeah. It looks so bad. Like it just looks like this weird, like hole sort of thing in my foot. So I mean, now, I mean, I've, I've been stung by a jellyfish on my face. And my arm. That was the first, like, you know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I've been been stung by a jellyfish on my face and arm. That was years ago. Now I've had everything happens to Abby. Now I've had the stingray thing happens. I feel like that was like two strikes. That was like twice the ocean was telling me, no, Abby, get out out of our home. We don't accept you. Get out. So I I I'm I don't want to know what the third strike would be. I feel like that's a shark attack. So I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. I don't need to be in your home. It's fine. I have a home. I'll sit and on the sand from afar. It's fine. Yeah. I just really like to go to the beach and tan anyway. So I'll just it's stay on the sand. I don't need. I to mean, be in when the water. Abby when Abby texts me after it happened, and Abby has a very high pain threshold. I mean, she had, and she's gone through natural childbirth seven times. And she's like, Greg, this, I would have rather pushed, I would have rather gone through labor. Like, this was painful. I told Doug, I would go through natural labor 30 days in a row than have this stingray thing one time again. I've never 
felt anything like that before. I, I've never been set on fire before. Yeah. God. But if I could imagine what it feels like to be set on fire, that's what it felt like. Oh my, my whole gosh. leg. It felt like my whole leg was set on fire. That's the only thing I could like compare it to. I thought, I didn't know. I've learned a lot about stingrays. This has been a learning experience. I didn't know that they actually shot venom into you. Like I thought it was just like a barb. I didn't know. So how do you get the venom out? Well, it just eventually goes away, but it's it's so gross. I, I tell you the grossest part though. This is gross for everybody listening, but the grossest part, it was so bloody. I mean, like it just bleeding everywhere on my foot. The grossest part though was that, you know, they have little, I mean, it's a barb. So there's like little, you know, when it, when it comes out, it pulls stuff out with it. Yeah. Right. So when I looked down at my foot, it was bleeding everywhere. I didn't really know what had happened. I didn't realize like, oh, that was a stingray. I was just like, oh my gosh, something just bit me or what? I didn't know what it was. So, um, anyway, so (laughs) when I looked down, I was like, what is all that stuff on my foot? There was like all this like white stuff on, on my foot. It was all of my inside of my foot. It was all the tissue inside of my foot. And it just pulled. Hanging out of my foot. Oh, my glory. It was nasty. I would have so, pa- passed out. You would have passed out for sure. Yeah, you would have been like, a goner. Keep, you, keep, and everyone who knows me around would have been like, keep her unconscious. This yeah, is what's best for everyone here. I would have rather been unconscious. I was like, can somebody hit me with something hard? Because this is so bad. Oh, and it was funny because I went into I we went into an urgent care center, and uh, it was so funny. The lady at the front desk was like, "She's like, you know how I know women are tough because they come in here and they're not screaming. Every man that comes in here that's <laughs> that has a stingray injury, they come in here screaming and hollering. <laughs> they be wailing up in here. <laughs> they be wailing up in here. She's like, the women come in here and they're just like." Like breathing through contractions almost. I'm like, yeah, because we're like pretending like we're about to push a baby out. Oh my gosh. Like speaking of that, last week I went, I tried so many different things and I've had migraines for 30 years and I had a three-day migraine I could not get rid of. And my body was on every type of pain med, every type of migraine med. I had that like IV service come here to give me Toradol through an IV because that always works. I'm like, this will help. I'm just going to spend the money because I literally, my head is going to explode. This lovely nurse comes. I'm not feeling any relief. And she's like, let's just give it time. It might take up an hour, up to an hour after the IVs run through and and then literally hours later, Abby, it just when I thought the migraine couldn't intensify more, it intensified, it almost tripled in pain. Yeah. And I was, I had said to multiple people, I would have rather gone through all five of my labor and deliveries back to back versus having that pain. It was, I was moaning, I was screaming, I felt like my head was going to explode and... um I had to go in to get a shot, which they gave me more migraine medication. They gave me a shot, which significantly helped. But honestly, my body was just pumped and I hated it. It was just pumped so full of so many meds. But like I walk in and it looks like I'm completely intoxicated. I have on sunglasses because any type of light is just piercing to a migraine, right? My hair is messed up. I have like, like, it looks like, like old tears on my cheeks. I'm like walking, (laughs) like intoxicated with black, like these black sunglasses on. I'm like, I need someone to help me. (laughs) Yeah. It was just, it was terrible. So they don't suffer with migraines. Like they don't understand, like, just how debilitating, debilitating. It's like you can't do it. You can't function. It's yeah. absolutely awful. And I truly would rather go through labor and delivery than, than go through some of these migraines. It's, it's yeah, just, I, my life has been changed by Amavig. 
Now, I'm a big shot. I used to get migraines like all the time, like weekly, twice a week. And I got on that Amavig shot. I don't know, Ray, you have to give it to yourself. Somebody, Kendall would have to give it to you or something. Right. Like hold um, my stomach fat. <laughs> yes. Um, but, and it's a booger of a shot. It like burns. Like when I give it to oh, myself, it like kind of burns. But yeah. look, it's worth it. I just don't get migraines anymore. Like wow. since taking it, I don't know that I've really had like a full-fledged migraine since I've been on it. And it has just well, that's... It has like changed my life. And I, look, I'm not a spokesperson. I don't get paid or anything. I'm just telling you. Like, right. Abby is not partnered it, or tied. I'm not partnered <laughs> or yeah, no, I mean, they can pay me if they want to. Yes. Yes. And give me a call. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, like I, it has really changed my life. I mean, I was getting migraines so often and it it's just, oh my gosh, they're awful. They, and yeah. I mean, it just leaves you, I mean, I would be vomiting and so light sensitive and I'm very noise sensitive when I have, you know, migraines, which yeah. does not compute for eight small children. Um, nope. So yeah, it, I, oh my gosh, Amavig, so good. So yeah, good. I'm really good. And really there's another medicine actually... Um, called Culipta, and that's a pill, and it does the same thing as Amavig. It's just a daily pill, and it's really good too. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, I need to look those up. You gotta, you gotta I try some to. of those. And look, they have coupons to make them free. I'm just saying. I well, the coupons are our friends. Yeah. Amavig, Culipta. I I got a big. Gotta get myself okay? some coupons to get. Well, <laughs> call me. Okay. I, oh my god! I can help sell your product. You don't oh need Lady Gaga. You need. You me. just need Abby Johnson. You need me. You don't need Kim Kardashian or Tech. I got you. There you go. I love anyway. it. Anyway, hey. So before um, we jump in to our topic today, yeah. and Abby, I didn't even tell you I was going to bring this up. And depending upon when our producers run this. I highly doubt it will be old news because I still think it will be trending, but I think it's very, um, important that we bring this up because it's an important matter to both of us, but, and it's just everywhere right now, Britney Spears with her new memoir that's coming out and what, 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 what was the first thing released about it that she spoke about her and this poor girl and you know we can all point fingers at Brittany she's very far from perfect just as we all are but I think it suffice to say we can all see this woman has suffered right she's yeah. had a great deal of pain um, a lot of it we don't know about but what was uh, for those who don't know, and by the time this runs, still don't know, she had released in her newest memoir that while her and Justin Timberlake were dating, she had gotten pregnant and he wasn't ready to be a father. They were both young. He thought it would be best. And she said she agreed to it, to have an abortion. But she did state, had it been her own decision she would not have had the abortion. And she says the amount of trauma she suffered following that is indescribable and how regretful she is. And Abby, I think when you look at Brittany, a pop star sensation, right? One of the most popular stars of all times globally who shares something so personal and so deep um, and how regretful she is. I think that speaks volumes. I think that speaks volumes and that's something that she has to live with forever now. And when I have seen how the public is responding, both men and women, I would just so far from Instagram to Twitter, 90%, if not more, both men and women are absolutely attacking Justin Timberlake, mm-hmm. saying, "Yeah, 
how dare you? Oh, poor little rich boy wasn't ready to be a father. You know, people were were on her side. They were sympathizing. Again, two 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 rich kids, but what teenagers, young young twenties, however old they were, couldn't couldn't afford to to have a baby. Couldn't afford help to ha- you know to take care of the baby. Like, there's yeah. no. Ex- I th- I think one of the reasons that people are so it's been kind of surprising actually to see the response because yeah um i mean by and large the abortion industry doesn't care about coerced abortion they don't care about forced abortion they don't care about women making decisions for abortion that aren't their own. And and people are going to listen to me say that, and they're going to be like, that's not true. But it, it is true. And um, and I'll, I'll give you examples of that, for instance. Um, just some, some quantitative proof here. Um, the abortion industry, NARAL, NAF, Planned Parenthood, they are definitively against any bill that uh, protects victims of sex trafficking. Um, We have seen that, uh, even here in the state of Texas where I live, we had a bill, it ended up getting passed, but super simple bill. It just uh, required, because we know the high correlation between abortion and sex trafficking, it just required very simple language to be put on a sign in both English and Spanish in all bathrooms and all public waiting rooms. They just said, you know, in layperson language, look, you nobody can force you to have sex and nobody can force you to have an abortion. And so if you feel like you're being forced by anyone, by a partner, by anyone, here's a a phone number you can call. And it was to the national sex trafficking hotline, right? Super simple. Like who, who would be against that? Right. Right. Like if I owned a business, any business, like I would, I would be happy to put that up in my business. Right. I mean, like nail salons, put them up, hairdressers, put them up. I mean, no big deal. Right. The abortion industry vocally opposed that bill. And they do all across the country. Anytime those sorts of bills are... Why? Why would you oppose a bill like that? Well, I mean, because they know sex trafficking is a... That's a huge industry that brings money to them. It brings abortion patients to them. So I'm not saying something that... um, is out of line or, you know, is, is not backed up by fact. Okay. So, um, so I mean, I'm, I'm, I guess I've been surprised, but I think one of the reasons that people are so sympathetic to, to Brittany in this situation is because they look at her and they see her state of instability how she unraveled. I, yeah. Yeah. And I think we, I think there's just kind of this, oh, I don't know. Like I, when I first saw that, when I first mm-hmm. read that she'd had an abortion, I mean, I'm not going to lie. My mind went to this place where I thought, I wonder if that's what made her crazy. Yeah. I mean, you know, like... Because here's the thing. When we look back at when Brittany started to unravel, when was it? It was following her and Justin breaking up. Well, yeah. Wasn't it? It so, was. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, so it was I started fo- to think, yeah. like, yeah. is that when she shaved her head? Like, yeah, is that when yeah. she walked barefoot, nasty barefoot, into that nasty bowling bathroom? Right. And, you yeah. know... Like, and yeah, she started, like, started. her life started kind of blowing up. And Imploding, then she shaved yeah. her head and she kind of went nuts and she was drinking all the time. Like, that that's where my mind went. Like, is that when her life just kind of started to unravel? Maybe it's not. Maybe 
it was way before then, but I'm like, are the two, is there a correlation between the two? You know, was that like yeah. a reaction out of grief yeah. um, or, you know, trauma or whatever? I mean, and we do see that. We do see the rate of alcoholism increasing, drug abuse, you know, increases, all these things that increase after an abortion, which makes sense because for many women, it is a traumatic event. So if they sure. see it as a traumatic event, which clearly she does, then of course, you know, these women are at risk for alcohol abuse, for um, self-harm you know, cutting yeah. those sorts of behaviors, uh, drug abuse, eating disorders, depression, anxiety, um, you know, suicide. I mean, women who have abortions are six times more likely to commit suicide. Um, right. I mean, people, you know, people who support abortion can deny these things, but the data doesn't lie. Right. And, you know, and I, I mean, if you watch Britney Spears, now it it almost looks like you like if you go to her Instagram or whatever you you watch her on social media it feels like it feels kind of gross to watch her because you feel like you're a voyeur like inside of a mental institution right it's it's like honestly i wish and even though, you know, me, you, and Brittany, Abby, are like all the same age, um, basically. Mm-hmm. But it's like the mother in me almost wishes I was her neighbor and I could just go in there and hug her and be like, let me help. Like, let me help. Because you see, everything is a cry for attention, yet she's one of the most popular human beings alive. And it's it's as if... Again, she's trying to fill a void, a hole that's yeah. just never going to be filled unless she truly, truly leans into Jesus. Um, but and I think I found, now everybody's kind of wondering, like, was her dad such a bad guy? Like, what, right. was it good to end the conservatorship? Like, right, right. No, Which I no, still think. Knows. I still think there was a lot of craziness going on in there and she did i think the lack of freedoms like of you know she she wasn't even allowed to to change alone she wasn't a lot you know getting in the shower changing her clothes things where she should have her own privacy there was always someone there that would be enough to drive anybody bad you know bad crazy but it it makes sense when someone undergoes such a tra- traumatic event and uh, to just not sometimes be able to come back. And Ab- I, Abby, did you see everyone's like, oh my gosh, my entire perception changed around her song, especially around the music video. It was trending. Um where the music video where Britney is in the tub and she tries to kill herself and the boyfriend picks her up and she's, she's drowning in the tub. It's like a very dark, very sad music video, but several scenes is revolving. She's walking through. It's like when she's supposed to be dead, drowning in the tub. Okay. She's like having an outer body experience before the boyfriend comes in the bathroom at the end and lifts her out. Okay. She's walking just in this t-shirt through the hospital is a woman delivers a baby girl and no one got it. Right. Um, it was kind of like, Oh, is a baby being born as, is Brittany is dying and she's watching. And then the lyrics, everything points to her pain of losing, of losing that baby, of, Mm. of killing her baby. And, um, and so literally I feel like that's when we started to see the downfall of Brittany. And, you know, another, another interview that I just recently saw too is, and I just think it's so important because the people who are pro-life, but 
you know, our butt friends because yeah. there's no butt in pr- being pro-life. It's just you're right. pro-life or not. But our, our friends who say we're pro-life, but, you know, in the case of, of something extremely traumatic and what they don't understand is this just creates the mother an additional traumatic event. I saw this very heroic woman do this interview where she said she was raped by multiple men several times over and she was she was left for dead. She woke up in the hospital. The doctor confirmed she was pregnant. And he said, but don't worry. You don't even have to pay for it. You can have an abortion, abortion sleep, you know, it's it's going to be okay. And she said, again, after literally experiencing the unfathomable by, by multiple men, she said, will the abortion take away the trauma that I've had? And he said, well, no. And she's like, well, then why would I do that? Why would I kill my baby for crimes of somebody else? That makes zero sense. And it's like, those are the stories that are just so riveting. Like, oh, so heroic though. It's so heroic. But I mean, man. Yeah. And I mean, I know just so many, I mean, I know a lot. I'm just being in the pro-life movement. I mean, I know a lot of women who have conceived from, you know, sexual assault. I know, I know a lot of people who have been conceived through sexual assault and, um, there's an entire group, uh, called save the one and that entire group, uh, are people who have either conceived through assault or have been conceived through assault. And, you know, the whole, the whole point of the name save the one is, you know, that people will be like, Oh, well, it's only 1%. It's only 1% of abortions, right? Yeah. It's only 1%, but that 1% is their people, right? I mean, it's, it's an actual person. Um, so that, that 1% matters when you're talking about a a whole group of people. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel, I, I feel terrible, uh, you know, for just all the things that Britney Spears has gone through. I think apparently in her book, she was talking about how she was drinking with her mom, like as early as eighth grade, like Mm. she would come home from school or something and she and her mom would sit down and have like strawberry daiquiris together. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's just yeah. bizarre. She's had a very bizarre life, yeah. you know, yeah. and still continues to have just a bizarre life. And, um, and unfortunately it's just out there in public for everybody yeah. to watch everybody to see, but I'm, I, I am, you know, I think it's, I think it's good that this has come out, that she's yes, talking about it. I do um, too. And I absolutely, unequivocally, not just feel, I'm going to say no, that this will save some babies. Oh. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. Because... Again, whether you were an old fan of Britney, whether you were never a fan of Britney, this this news is everywhere, and it will continue to be everywhere for some time. And this is where, again, one of my favorite biblical verses, Romans eight twenty eight. This is where God does His work and takes something bad and uses it for good, and so. Brittany's humility and openness in sharing this, this trauma in her life will save so many babies because so many mothers are going to look at that and be like, oh my gosh, like, look what that did to her. And again, I saw so many men, I saw so many guys speaking up and I'm hoping too that it makes more like you know, if whether it's a boyfriend and, and his girlfriend wants to get an abortion and it's, he's going to be like, Hey, listen, no, we're going to do this. We're going to get there. We're going yeah. to make it work. We are going 
to do this. And I think too, you know, without going into grave detail, I mean, my mother got pregnant in very unfavorable conditions. And she was told by many people to have an abortion. I'm my mother's only child. Um, And they did it in a caring way to her. Like you would not want to bring a baby into this. Why it it would, that's not fair to the baby. It's not, what kind of life are you going to be able to give this baby? And I was born into poverty. My mom and I went through so much trauma together. Um, but I thank God every day for her choosing to have me. She made a very brave decision. Um, and it has made me the compassionate, empathetic person I am today. I mean, do I wish times wouldn't have been so hard all the time? Sure. Mm-hmm. But do I wish my mother would have killed me? No. Yeah. You know, now I have my five beautiful babies. And, um, well, that's and, it. It's generational, right? Yeah. So yeah. that's, I think people don't understand the, the damage of abortion, how it's generational, right? Like if your mom would have made that choice, you wouldn't be here. Your kids wouldn't be here. One day your kids are going to have kids. They yeah. wouldn't be here. And that's what I think people don't understand like and i think that's why people don't understand the grief of abortion right like when women you know like you know Brittany is talking about like the grief of her abortion like she's probably thinking what have i missed out on right like right. i am missing this child but it's not just the child i'm missing everything about this child you know like just right. last night i was th- we were Doug and I were talking about um, this friend of ours. They have, uh, she and her husband have these three little kids. They're just precious little kids. And and two of them go to the school where our kids go. And um, she and I, this this young woman and I, um, are actually, we lead uh, the seventh grade girls at our at our church's youth group together. And I just love her. I just love this young woman. She's just so sweet. And she's young. She's, uh, she's 26. And, um, so anyway, funny story last night, Grace was talking about how, uh, my oldest daughter was talking about some mom in the pickup line at school and how they call her hot mom. And I was like, who is it? Like, who, what? Like, who is it? You're calling a hot mom. And she's like, right. I don't know her name, but she's got three young kids and she drives a yeah. Tesla. And I was like, oh, I was like, <laughs> I was like, I know yeah. you're talking about. It was this friend of mine, right? Uh-huh. Who does youth group with me. So, um, and she is real cute. So um, I was like, oh, that's hot mom. So I was like, oh, I just wait till I tell her. She's going to think that's hilarious. Well, anyway, Doug and I were talking last night and, and I was like, oh my gosh, I was like, they, she and her husband could be our kids. Like they're just so young and precious. Right. And then that made me think like literally they, she could be my kid. Like if I wouldn't have had my first abortion, my oldest child would be 23, 23 Mm -hmm. years old. And that's crazy to me. Like I would have a 23 year old right now. If I had had my two abortions, I'd have a 23 year old and I would have a 21 year old. And that is insane. And, you know, I just think what my life would be like, you know, like I would probably like, I might already be a grandma. You know, right, like I'm right. missing those children, but I'm also like missing grandchildren, you know, like right. you just don't realize like everything you miss when you make that one decision. And so when, when, you know, women who've had abortion talk about like the grief that they face, like that's part of it is like facing that 
grief as well. My mom found out um, not not too many years before my, my grandma passed away. They were just like sitting in, in her house one day. And my grandma just casually mentions that um, the doctor wanted her to have an abortion with my mom. And my mom's like, wait, hold up, what? And uh, my mom was born in 1953, so this is well before, you know, legalized abortion. And um, my grandmother got the German measles. She got uh, German measles when she was pregnant with my mom. And the doctor was like, listen, you need to have an abortion. I can do it in the hospital. You know, your child is going to be blind and going to have all of these health problems. And so it's no big deal. You know, you're early on in your pregnancy. I can, I can do it, whatever. And my grandmother and grandfather were like, no, like, okay, if our child's going to be blind and deformed, then that's, so be it. Right. Then we'll have a blind and deformed child. Like that's just what God will give us. Of course, my mom was born. She was perfectly fine. She's not blind. She's not deformed. She was perfectly healthy. But I think, oh my gosh, like if my grandmother would have done that, like if she would have trusted that doctor, my mom would not be here. I would not be here. You know, my eight kids, like, yes, you know, wild. And so that grief is so real, you know, yes, for these women. And so I do, I feel for, for Brittany and for her to put it out there so publicly Mm -hmm. the person that she is um so well known so worldwide recognizable you know she's globally recognized everybody knows the name britney spears everyone and just to be so vulnerable and to put that out there um it's huge and and you're right it will save lives it will it will and justin Timberlake and his wife, uh, Jessica Beale, they're both very pro-abortion, publicly very pro-abortion, and they've, they've yet to make a statement. Um, and with everything, you know, revved up with NSYNC and this, this tour and, and all this stuff, this is such, this is in the way, again, 90%, maybe more than 90% are reacting negatively to Justin. Like, how dare he? Go through I love this that she called him out. I, I love, love it. it too. And again, like she said, I'm not dragging anybody through the mud. I'm not embellishing. I'm just telling my story. And this yeah. is part of my story. Heck and yeah. so good for her because her pain and her heartache and her traumatic decision that is irreversible is going to save so many babies. And you know what, these men, I'm sick of it. These men need to be called to the carpet. These men think that, you know, oh, they can just not be responsible or, you know, I'll just give you the money, you go take care of it. And, you know, and then they just go on living their lives with, you know, no repercussions, no feelings about it. And they leave these women to hold the bag. They leave these women to hold the grief. They, you know, they leave these women to hold the consequences. And, you know... And they go on not thinking about it, not whatever, because it wasn't a baby that was torn out of their womb. Right. And I know many men regret abortion. So I, you know, I, I understand that. I hear that. But there are a lot of men who just go about living their lives, never thinking one minute about it again. And, you know, it's these women, they leave the women. Right. Um, I can't even tell you how many women I've talked to, young women who are like, you know, Abby, I just, I had the abortion for him. He told me that if I had the abortion, our relationship would be better. You know, he would stay, blah, blah. And they leave anyway. Right. And then, you know, it's these poor girls. They believe these, you know, jerks and the guys leave anyway and they don't care about these girls. And and then it's these young women being stuck with this grief and this knowledge that they took the life of their own child and that they didn't, you know, defend their child. And, and I'm just like, no, like these guys need to be called to the carpet, you know? And, and so I'm glad, I'm glad that she called him out. I'm glad that she did. And I think we need more of that. I think we need more 
Accountability. Accountability. Yes. More accountability. Amen. If you are going to make these traumatic, life-changing decisions, well, own up to them. That's own right. up to them. I mean, and, if you're going to make adult decisions in a bedroom or in a car or wherever you're making them, right. then be ready to, to, to take the consequences. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely, I mean, I'm just like, I, there was a woman, I'm in this Facebook group. There's a woman that was talking about this um, guy who the father of her child, her child is seven. He's only reached out like a few times in the past seven years, um, you know, wanting to connect with his son and really only when his like parents are in town or something, you know, wanting to basically use his son like a trophy. Right. And, uh, you know, and now all of a sudden he's like, I don't know, like just wanting rights to his son. And he's done terrible things to this woman. He like, I don't know, like he's just, he's terrible. He's the things she said, he's like abusive and manipulative. He videoed them having sex one time and, and put it and send it out to their friends and people she didn't mm. know, strangers. I mean, he's just a terrible guy. Right. And, um, and so she put it in this, in this private group with the story and she's like, I don't know. Now he's saying he wants to take me to court and have, you know, custody of, of our son and all this kind of stuff. And she's like, I don't know what to do. And I was like amazed at some of the women in this group, like, well, you know, he is the biological father and, you know, I mean, he So does, just because they share the DNA, that doesn't mean he like deserves. Like he deserves rights. And I'm like, no, no, no right. he doesn't. Right. You don't get to be just like a pop-in parent. Yeah. No. Yeah. You don't get to do that. You don't get to just show up and hurt your child. Right? Like you don't get to just show up and emotionally manipulate them and emotionally abuse them just because you share DNA with this yeah. child. Which, by the way, this woman got remarried and, uh, or got married, and, and this little boy has had a father right. in his life, almost his entire life, with his stepfather. And so he's not like lacking for, you know, a father right. in his life. Right. And I'm just like, no, you don't get to do that because that's no. emotionally abusive to this child, yes. you know, just popping in and out. And I'm like, no, this guy made his decision. You right. know, he made his decision when he chose not to be involved uh, from the very beginning. Yeah. And I mean, we need, and it's the same with women, you know, like if a woman decides, I don't want to be a mom, I'm giving this kid to somebody else. You don't just get to pop up seven years later and go, right. you know, I think I do want to be a mom now. Right. No, I, I want like, my, I want my deserved time. Right. Right. You made your decision. Kids are not just, they're not commodities. Rental they're cars that you that just, you can, yeah. yeah. That you can just leverage against mm -hmm. a partner or in court or whatever. And, and the fact that, that people are just willing to do that, the fact that, that, Children are just so disposable, you know, yeah. in our society um, that people, you know, they're just willing to just kind of throw them around to whoever, or they're just willing yeah. to shirk their responsibilities. They're willing to, you know, just be like, nah, well, you know, I don't want to be a dad now, but maybe I'll be a dad later. No. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's just not the way it works. That's just exactly. not the way it works. And our kids are the ones that are hurt. In right. the long run. Right. We're just, we're such a selfish people. And we don't realize that it has to be what's in the best interest, especially when we've made the, the mistakes and we've made the bad decisions. And now we have a change of heart mm -hmm. because people can change. Well, okay. Yes, people can change. But, but your desires now, your selfish desires now, and damage has already been done. What does that mean for the child? You know, and and the child always has to come first, and the child's People best interest. Change. People absolutely can change, but mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that you escape your earthly right. consequences of your behavior. Right. Absolutely. I mean, that's right. the bottom line. Yep. 
I mean, there will be earthly consequences for our poor behaviors. So you can change and God can forgive you and whatever. You can be white as snow, right? In the eyes of the Lord. But that does not mean that you get to escape earthly consequences. Yes. And, And that's what I think a lot of Christians don't understand. I think that's what a lot of um, people don't understand about themselves. They're like, but uh, but I'm a Christian now, so I should have no consequence. No, that's not what it means. Right. Um, you can change yourself and have a big, you know, Benny Hinn moment and fall on the floor and be slain in the spirit, but that doesn't mean that you are not going to outrun those consequences. And um, And that's... That's what I think people need to really come to grips with um, yeah. in our society. And I, I I, hope that Justin Timberlake continues to get just raked over the coals for it. And because I hope it I sets hope so. an example yes. for other men and particularly other celebrities and young celebrities that if you do this, you might get outed. And I was just about to say, Abby, you watch... More will come out of the closet now. Yeah. More celebrities who have previously been, you know, you know, in past relationships with others, they will come out of the woodwork talking about what because they and they're also for even for for wrong reasons, even if it's just to get attention to get on the board, like you know, trending, mm-hmm. they will come out sharing. Well, you know, I never wanted to get one, but so and so and you wasn't know ready fine. to be a father. Let the women come yep. out. And you know what? Let the men come out too. Men that did not want women to have abortions yeah. with yeah. their children, but they were not given a say, you know, and these women took the lives of their children without, you know, without giving them any sort of say or input or whatever. Let them come out too. I mean, this is a serious issue. So, and I don't lifetime and further consequences. Like, like I don't know that we should be protecting. I don't know that we should be protecting people that are killing children. I I don't know why we would be. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, I think just let it all come out. Let it all. Let it all hang out. Right. Like, just. Exactly. I, I, I hope it does spark more honesty um in hollywood and i hope that it does get people really thinking about this about this before they make those make those and i somebody like britney spears like her voice of saying this was really a bad decision this was really traumatic Mm -hmm. that is going to really influence people in such a powerful way oh yeah Oh my I don't think she understands the weight of of what she's just done, and it's I, I mean, know. it's really incredible. And it's like to watch this woman who is unraveled speak in such reason and clear headed reason, saying, mm-hmm. "This is what I did, and this is now how I've suffered because of it." Mm-hmm. You know, and she thinks about it every day, and so in regret, yeah, it's going to have such a positive positive impact. So by the time our producers run this, it's going to be very interesting to see what has transpired. Yeah. Um, and just all the glory to God for all the babies that will be saved because of this. So yeah. stay and, tuned. And we, people need to be praying for her. People need to be praying for her. And, oh, absolutely. And, really, and praying for Justin Timberlake, that he understand what damage has been done. And my gosh, if he would come out and be like, that was the wrong thing. I, you know, I did the wrong thing. We did the wrong thing. I mean, what would that do? You know, I yeah. mean, we can be praying for for his change of heart on yeah. this too. It would be incredible. That would be momentous for sure. Yeah. And I mean, maybe even I think his wife. I mean, his wife is definitely more pro-abortion. I think he's she's kind of drug him along. But I mean, maybe this would even show her like their decision together all these years ago is still affecting her. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, So who knows? I mean, this could wake a lot of people. This could wake a lot of people up, you know, maybe even people in Hollywood. I mean, 
Brittany is very close to people like Paris Hilton, mm-hmm. um, you know, those sorts of like socialite people. So, I mm-hmm. mean, who knows, you know, who this is going to, to influence. Yes. So prayers for all of that. And we, we didn't talk about anything. We were planning on talking about today. No, but no, you know, fine. but it turned into something that we're both passionate about that is going to be a game changer. And um, and honestly, Abby, at some point we may have to do a part two of this. Right. Britney Spears, you know, memoir revealing her abortion part two might yeah. be coming. So it might be. Hey, you know, I I'm like I Man, I really, I would love to get in touch with Brittany somehow. Um, yes, I thought of that. Can you imagine her talking to you of all people? I'm sure she knows who you are, Abby. I don't know. I'm sure she knows. I, I, but I, I would love to talk with her. You know who else I really want to talk with? Um, Kat Von D. You know, she just got baptized. Yes, she just got baptized. And I really, I sent her a message, but you know, she Did probably you? gets like 9 million messages a day. So... Um, so if if the if any connections of Britney Spears or Kat Von D are Kat listening Von D. to this, I no, loved I, Kat Von D for years, like because I'm really tattoos and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, for people who don't know, I have a lot of tattoos. Um, <laughs> and uh, and and so I have I, none. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need to get you one. I mean, you're like a matching one or something. Yeah. And you'll faint in the middle of it. As soon as the little needle touches your skin, you'll be out. I'll be like, but yeah, like I have loved Kat Von D for like 20 years. So even when she was all witchy and weird, well, she's still weird. And which is why I love her. She's, I've loved her. She's just always been like kind of comfortable in her own skin, but yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and I just, when I remember when she came out and said, you know, oh, I just think this, I'm just going to give up all this like witchcraft and, you know, demonic stuff. And I was like, I just started praying for her. I was like, this girl is about to come to the Lord. And, um, and then when she got baptized, I was like, yes, like, that's amazing. The other person I'm praying for like daily, I pray for daily is Logan Paul. Oh, Do you ever wow. watch his he stuff? He would be not uh, my son. Caden talks about that. Caden. That man is, I believe, like on the cusp of becoming a Christian. And that I would be amazing. Oh my gosh! Like I am just praying for it. And think I, of how many men want, and boys he would influence. I want Kat Von D to go on his show to tell her testimony. Mm. Like she doesn't need to go on like a show like mine or ours or, right. you know, Allie Beth Stucky or Glenn Beck or something to like share mm-hmm. her testimony. Right. Because everybody that listens to people like that are all Christian. Right. Right. She needs to go on Joe Rogan or Logan Paul or something like that to share her testimony because yes. that's where she can really influence yeah. people the most, yes. you know? Yes. And, um, and so I'm like, Ever since I found out she got baptized, I was like, she needs to talk with Logan Paul. She needs to get on his show. She needs to tell her testimony on his show. That's so a great I'm idea. Like praying. I'm praying for that to happen. Oh, I love it. I've been seriously, like fervently praying for Logan Paul every day wow. for over a year. I love that. I never knew that. See, we need yeah. to do that more. This is what we need to do more. We need to pray for God to have his way with all of our hearts, but especially specifically like that. Like who would have thought Abby Johnson is praying fervently for Logan Paul, Logan Paul and coming He's to Christ guy. every day. We're, we're good. This clip is going to go down in history. <laughs> when, when this comes to be <laughs> Logan Paul becomes a Christian, everybody can be like Abby claimed it. <laughs> Abby Johnson claimed it. Abby, we're going to get you on his show if it happens because we're going to. Yes. In October. October 2023. Yeah. Claimed it. Logan Paul, Christian. It's going to happen. I want to be at the baptism because. That's right. It's going to happen. Oh, I love it. Anyway. Well, this was was good, guys. Um, 
again, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if we have a part two of this, but I just, I'm thanking God in advance. Where people can email us? You just set one up, Um, I guess. Yes. Well, and it it goes along with it, but, um, and we have, between the both of us, we have so many emails, but I mean, we have a lot of emails. I just, we have hello at the real deal of parenting.com. Yes. Okay. So hello at the real deal of parenting.com. Um, yeah. So if you need to email us or don't email us to complain though, we don't care. Right. It will just, it'll just get trashed. We'll just delete it. Yeah. We don't care. We're desensitized but, to that. Yes. But if you email us, if you have ideas or you have questions that you want us to answer, Uh, during a show or you have a comment or if you yourself have had an abortion and you need like some healing resources, you want to talk about it, um, anything like that. If you're like struggling in your life right now and you just need to reach out to somebody, um, please do. You're not alone. And uh, we would love to to, uh, talk with you or get you into a place find you a place where you can get some help. So, um, yeah. Hello at the real deal of parenting.com. Yes. Wonderful. All right, friends until next time, keep raising little saints. This, this is my skyship dreamer. My cargo is stories, and our destination, dreams. With Abide Sleep Stories for Kids, you can help your children fall asleep fast and learn about God. To find these kids' bedtime stories, go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Abide Stories for Kids. You can also download the Abide app for more biblical meditations at abide.com.